Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Hello, uh, welcome to the Living Martial Arts podcast with me, uh, the Dark Master, uh, ready for another fantastic podcast. I've got a a different guest here uh, today, an unusual uh, guest uh, involved with martial arts, but uh, not as a um, somebody who takes part, but also but as a parent, so probably knows more about martial arts than a lot of people because he's watched a lot of it. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Mr. Mark Payne. How are you doing? Good morning, Master Girl. Yes, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you for asking me. Uh, I've got to got to say, I was I was humbled when you asked me. Um, I just see myself as an ord- an ordinary guy. Um, so yeah, for you for you to ask me, yeah, I was I was honoured. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Well, I, I, I think I think really that that that's the that's the main thing. It's um, you know, I often say say to uh, to people about you know myself in in taekwondo, um, you know, it's it's the old adage of you know I'm an eighth degree, but it's really I've never just never given up, and I'm you know, and and maybe this 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 is a a good sort of um, segue into your story really about not giving up on things, um, and um, I I just think this is interesting because. To me, it shows, um, you know, a, a certain mindset when you, when you get um, into a situation where you have some bad news or it's not good for you. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit back and let it take you over, or are you going to challenge it and say, "No, you're not going to beat me"? <laughs> and I think I, I think that's what I what I can see in your story, really. So, you know, without uh, further uh, further ado. Um, you know, you mentioned, and you know, some people that know you will will know that uh, you had a a, a, heart, a a heart incident. Let's call it that. <laughs> uh, but perhaps you can perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about you know what happened, and um, you know, mm, uh, yeah, no, that's fair enough. All, like, like I said, to me, fact that I'm I, I I'm an I'm an open book, so no no, no secrets. Happy to share. Fourth yeah. um, of December, twenty eighteen was. I'm not going to call it a life changing moment, but it mm. changed my life. Um, I had a heart attack wasn't your classic clasp the chest and fall to the ground need the ambulance it was just a a very tight feeling in the chest that i'd had for about six hours and it was actually tracing my wife that talked me into going to a and e um yeah. i was actually all set to go off to a meeting about 100 mile away i was going to cr- crack on just sort of pulled the muscle getting the christmas decorations down um yeah. f- fast forward four or five hours yes i've had a heart attack um and i'm laying in a hospital bed covered in wires recovering being the proud owner of two stents um thinking oh crikey my life is over sorry that was that was the second thought oh crikey my life is over the first thought was right let's get the policies out and see how much i can claim um but so we'll, we'll lay there and okay how how does life go forward um 
and it does make you reassess, I have to say. Um, came out of hospital 36 hours later, unbelievably tired, can't do anything uh, for a good fortnight. I couldn't get past eight o'clock in the evening without going to bed, but then finally started to get stronger and stronger and actually started walking, uh, which is something that the uh, consultant recommended, only 100 yards at a time because that's all I could manage, and then slowly built it up to walking about three miles a day uh, or every other day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fortunate, I'm not sure that's the word. Fortunate is where we live because it's quite hilly. So I could really sort yeah, of yeah. Toward, towards the latter months start to really get, get, give it the beans and get a good sweat on while I was walking. I found that really beneficial both for obviously my health, help me lose some weight, but also my mental health as well. Um, it was good, it was a good well, mind clearer. Just, just, uh, just to interject slightly there. It's really interesting. I've been, I've been. The, the other thing that I that I do. I know we were talking off camera. My, you know, talking about my my guitar playing, which I love to do. The other thing that I I love to do is to read. And right. um, I was reading. I've just finished a book called um, Built Built to Move. Right. Um, a re- really good American guy, and he was talking about fantastic benefits of walking. Um, right. and it really, really good. And he was going into some detail about, you know, the fact why humans walk and, and what it does for you. Yeah. And he was, t- he was talking about the, um, the, the mental effects on your brain, yeah. also what it does for your body and so on. Um, and it is, it is one thing that I, uh, that I do. I usually walk around my, my green gym. Um, <laughs> yeah. after, after I finish my training, I walk around there and, um, just, 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 just try and sort of take in the, the fresh air and, and and all that type of thing, uh, but it, it is a it was a really really good book. So what you're saying there really resonates to me at this moment because I've literally just finished it a couple of days right. ago. Yeah, um, and- absolutely. It, I felt it made a difference to me. Um, his, historically, my sporting prowess has been that I haven't had any. I was always the worst at everything. Last we picked up football at school, two left feet. Call it what you will. Um, yeah. The only thing I was ever an averagely good amateur at was cycling. Um, and that was in my mid-teens to my probably mid-twenties. Um, and I used to ride for a club in Manchester, Stratford Wheelers. We road raced, we time trialed. There was a good bunch of half a dozen of us and we grew a very tight bond. Uh, and that was a brilliant sport and I was fit as a fiddle. Um, fast forward to my mid-twenties, married life, change of job, da 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 And that sort of slowly waned to a complete stop. Um, and then I basically hardly ever exercised until I had my heart attack. So put the pieces yeah. together. There's no, there's no surprise there. Um, but yeah, yeah. when I started walking, absolutely massive difference to me physically and mentally as well. It, it made me it made me stop and think. Let's put it that way around. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't don't want to stop your flow there, and I'll, I'll get you to carry on. But that that's interesting as well. I I had um, uh, a reunion. Um, about eight years ago, because when I when I started my working life, I was an aircraft engineer, Rolls Royce, and mm-hmm. uh, building engines. And uh, about eight years ago, I had a reunion with the guys that I did my apprenticeship with. Uh, we hadn't seen each other for years, right? And, you know, uh, amazing. Uh, we met in a, a pub in Bristol, and there was about twelve of us. So when we were apprentices, you were in groups of um, ten or twelve people. And um, I remember going along there. And I was looking around, and I was shocked when I when when we met up. I was thinking, "Wow, I can't believe these are the same guys." Yeah. Um, and they said, "They said to me, he said, oh, Crocky, you haven't changed. What, what have you been doing?'" I went, 
well, martial arts, that's what I've always done. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I do. Um, and they knew this because at Rolls Royce, I mean, I used to run to work. I used to skip mm-hmm. in my lunchtime, run home. They used to invite me to parties. I said, no, I can't come. I'm training. Um, I go, come on, you can I often said, no, I can. I really can. <laughs> so, um, but, but it was obvious that they'd sat down for 30 odd years mm-hmm. and done very little. There, were, there was one guy actually who was still playing competitive sport, a uh, really good rugby player. Right. Uh, and he was quite fit. But the rest, they hadn't done anything. And I think that's the thing, you know, anybody listening to this is, is it needs to be, um, it needs to be for life, really. You need to sort of have that long that long view of, of exercise and what it can do for you sorry i'll, I'll let you no no I, I, absolutely and um to, to add to add another piece of detail to it um in probably by the time i had my heart attack i've been self-employed for about 14 and a half well, been nearly 15 years actually um yeah. and the job basically was 70 hours a week um thirty-five thousand miles a year in the car so it's no excuse yeah. Uh, yeah. And I should have made time for exercise, but I didn't. But that sort of lifestyle of driving to South London, leaving at 10.45, driving back to Stoke-on-Trent, starting work again after the school run next morning, so on and so It was just cumulative. Um, and it was the it was that A, lifestyle, and B, lack of exercise that caught up with me. Yeah, and now yeah. I, look back, I now look back at myself and I literally say, what an idiot I was. It was all self-inflicted. There's nobody else to, to blame it on. It was all on me. You know, it's on my shoulders. I'm from that generation that believes you made a mistake. You, you, you stick your hand up sort of thing, and it was all on yeah. me. Um, but what, what, what the heart attack did do is give me a chance to um, reanalyze what I was doing. Yeah. From a job perspective, within three weeks after the I went back to work in the January, I was back at the same rate of knots, and I realised it was going to kill me if I did, if I wasn't careful. Um, and I can still picture at this day seeing Ollie's face at the bottom of the hospital bed when I when they brought me back from from theatre after the two stents will stay with me for life. And that was that is never ever ever going to happen again if I can do anything about it. And that, yeah. that was sort of spur. So um, the, the next step really, I guess, was September 19. So we're talking nine months after the heart attack. Um, and Tracy saw an advert on the local Facebook group from the running club. We're doing new to runners or couch to 5K, as everybody will know it. Well, I have yeah. always had a lifelong hatred of running. I was <laughs> awful at school, absolutely awful. I was always the last one back. I was always a mile off the bat. I was slow, call it what you will, awful, hated it with a passion, even to the extent of my, my part of my personality when I, was a, when I was growing up being, I'll do anything for a medal, entered a cross-country event on the weekend. I was actually that far behind. They sent somebody out to look for me and they dismantled the finish by the time I got back to the school playing field. So first off, they know it's not going to happen. And I know, okay, I'm not saying she ground me down, but she ground me down. I went along with every intention of doing the six-week course and knocking it on the head. That was going to be it. Just a little extra strand of um, of my of my get my rehab, as it were. Let, let, let's call it that. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thought process definitely was that a running club does not need a forty-eight-year-old, relatively unfit guy who's had a heart attack. A running club is going to be full of grade A grade A runners who have no time for anybody but me. Yeah. I couldn't have been further from the truth. A fantastic, supportive, mixed group of people who I couldn't wish for as better friends, I have to say. Right. Um, and it was literally the 
encouragement, the friendship, um, the keeping t- tabs on you even over a weekend when 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 you weren't meeting up with the club, see how you were doing, how your runs had gone, etc. That actually spurred me on to carry on with the club and uh, and and joining the club runs twice a week on a Tuesday and Thursday, and that that was where my love of running started um and also where my severe regret from the years before that i wish i'd done this 20 years ago came from but you you can't live your life with regrets you have to go okay let's let's go forward um so fast forward since then um i've done a lot of club running averaged about 700 800 miles a year um started off doing part runs as my first race in inverted commas again brilliantly supportive fantastic events uh, moved on to 10Ks, loads of them. Last year, I did three half marathons, a flat one in Manchester, uh, a really hilly one around Coniston in the Lake District, and then a very hilly one uh, around Dromfield in Derbyshire with uh, with Mr. Hubbock's wife, with her running club, um, right. as sort of go along and support. And man, how I got around that, I have no idea. Um, it was unbelievably hard, but I signed up for it again for this year. Um, and then we fast forward again, and tomorrow morning I shall be on the start line of the Manchester Marathon. Oh wow, that's! Uh, I, do you know? I'm, I'm just trying to. I, I'm going to need to phone up my eldest son, eldest son, because he's he's a big marathon runner. I don't know whether he's right. doing. That one. He was doing. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen that for this one right when he got older, older children, but yeah. I haven't seen for a little while. But uh, he was. Um, He's he's been around the country doing marathons. He did the um the Great North Run, and he's done you know all the all the big ones, as you say. I don't know. I'll, I'll need need to contact yeah. him. Um, it's it, it's really it's really interesting because I'm I'm actually the other way around. Now I, I used to be a really good runner in cross country. I run I won cross country five years in a row every year at school mm-hmm. at, at my age. Um, I loved it. And in fact, when I started taekwondo, I used to go and call for my colleague Master O. Okay. Uh, right, come on, we're, we're running around the park. And he hated it. He absolutely hated it. And I used to run around the park, and I literally used to lap him. Um, I used to sort of do 10 times around the park, and he'd be on three, you know, and something like that. And we go, I can't do it anymore. And I go, come on, you can. <laughs> I, 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 always, I always knew I had something in common with Master O. <laughs> but but I, I, I loved it. But I, I actually, I mean, because of a, a couple of things, I had a hip operation about 15 years ago. I, I actually, I still run, but I sprint. I do sprints. Okay. I do um, circuit sprints, and I'll, I'll in my green gym. I'll sprint, sprint the length of the football pitch, and I'll I'll run back, and it, it, that takes the the constant sort of grind off my, off my hip. So yeah, I mean, I, I do that, but I do it in a, uh, in a in a very different way, and um, you know, more more for sort of speed and acceleration type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, is that it it that it's an interesting thing because you know, some sometimes you need uh, something to say. To give you a warning to yes. say, you know, this is a warning. Okay. You've got two choices now. You either slip back into what you're doing or you can push yourself forwards and actually improve your life, yeah. um, improve your health. Um, so, you know, that, 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 and, and that's, that's, I think that's quite tough. I mean, fair play to you uh, for doing that because I don't think a lot of people would do it. I really well, don't. I, I, again, I, I don't see, I don't hold my health myself out as the the shining example, etc. I'm I'm just Mark Payne, the the average guy who just wants to be nice to everybody and friends with everybody. Um, and it was the mere fact of 
friendship being extended in my direction by 30, 40 people who I've lived around for 20 plus years, but never actually tripped across. Or if I had, I wouldn't have, rec- I wouldn't have recognized them in high street. And the friendship that was offered was, was second to none. It, it, re- it really was. And that, that was the thing that I wasn't in, I wasn't in a low state. Uh, I was sort of at this crossroads in my life, but I was determined to, to get some sort of fitness back. And in my world, it, it, it was always going to be walking. It was never going to be running. It was never going to be any sort of other sport because although I love cycling, it takes up too much time um, yep. in terms of it's pretty much a full day out on a Sunday, which my Sundays are generally otherwise engaged in other activities that, that start, yeah. with, start, start with a P and end in a Yuma. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I would never have thought of running at all. It was literally that friendship and support. And boy, am I glad I took it back on. Um, the only thing I had to check, and you get this as a matter of course after a heart attack, is three months after you get a scan. And I was really fortunate. I've still got 100% heart function. So I thank you know I'm, I'm grateful for that, and that allowed me to go forward with a with a clear mind essentially that you know I, I've taken that warning, I've got a fresh start. It's time to do something with it and pick it up, pick it up, and and literally pardon the pun is is, is run with it. Well, I I think there's there's a couple of well certainly one important thing many important things you said there, but one I'd like to to highlight um, because I think that tends to 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 cross over into you know martial arts that i'm part of and, and anything mm-hmm. like that you know the guitar groups that i belong to and it's that friendship isn't it it's that that camaraderie of, of other people and you know often often you know i've been asked by people you know how comes you've 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 kept going in taekwondo for you know 43 40 nearly 44 years and i said to be honest maybe the friendships um, you know, uh, I remember many, many moons ago, um, <laughs> this is going back in the, in the 80s, um, you know, Master Opera and I have been friends since we were, we were little kids. And um, I, I, I truly consider him a brother. And uh, he came up and said, oh, you know, his brother actually got a, a job on um, a cruise liner um, taking photographs. His brother was a photographer okay. and eventually ended up in Australia. His brother got him a photographic, the same job on a cruise liner. I remember having this conversation in the eighties said, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I might, you know, take that job and emigrate to Australia. And I was like, well, you can't. <laughs> you know, I actually said that to him. Well, what do you mean you can't? I said, well, what about me? <laughs> I said, you, 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 you can't do that. Anyway, we had this, I said, what about Taekwondo? What about, you know, because we had a school at the time, our first school together bath. And if you ask him, he said one one of the reasons was was because of that. You know, I kept going. Well, you you can't leave. I said, you know, if you go, if you go, I'm giving up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to blackmail him into into staying. But you know, not 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 just him. Um, you know, there's, there's Master Tetmar, who was one of our first students, who's now you know got his masters in the last mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, uh, Master Lamin, who's now a master, he was one of our students when he was 14, 15 at Swindon. Um, so it, it's it's those friendships and those things that really have, have kept me going because there was there was times when I thought you know I, I can't take any more of this mm-hmm. sort of throwing the towel here but I can't leave those people um, and also also the the new friends and the kids that I've seen grow up you know your Mister Pixtons and your Mister Whitlocks and your son as well I remember him as a young lad you know he's he's still a young lad but he's he's going yeah. through the system um, and seeing those people seeing 
you know, Stacey Weatherer when she was a young girl uh, fighting, thinking, wow, this girl is really good, you know, and, and, and people like that and seeing them come through and still there. And when I go to the tournaments, you know, like recently at the Northern Championships, just seeing those faces and thinking, wow, you know, look, look at them now. It, it's interesting most that because I, I was, I was going to say that the, the friendship thing we as parents have have noticed over the, or I say we've been involved in, over 10 years now, um, certainly in, in the last six to eight years is it's the bonding of parents who have have students who've stay, stayed with with taekwondo um and it, it's interesting that the the drive away competitions as it were which obviously you know most of them used to be in swindon um we all coalesced around the holiday and express uh yes swindon west and that became the unofficial northern headquarters of puma taekwondo um yeah and it stopped being a case of who is stopping over as to we'll see you on Friday night about eight o'clock sort of sort of thing. And that, that yeah, yeah. bond and that friendship has just got stronger and stronger. And the group of parents has now grown to the extent of it's parents down south, it's up north, it's in between. That actually, you know, we all look forward to each other's company and we all have, you know, a, a ripping good time when we're together with with Taekwondo at the, at the centre of it. So the core thread running through all this absolutely is friendship. And friendship is absolutely key if you want to develop yourself. You, you know your, your personal relationships your, your children's relationships you know that the whole the whole thing do, does melt together so yeah I'm, I'm i'm a bit i'm a big one around friendship it has to be said yes yeah, it's, it's 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 important you know um i i think that um I'm trying to think who who i was yeah actually it was it was master uh master ted hotwood grandmaster hotwood who was uh quite an inspiration in my my life and also master Osborne's life and we we asked him exactly the same thing you know what what's what's the the thing that you've got out of taekwondo what would you say and he said it was the relationships i made with people you know um and it, it it's um they're, they're sort of bonds for life you know i mentioned people like um uh i know that a lot of people now probably don't know him but um, i'm doing a, a a podcast um shortly on master black um uh who, who unfortunately uh died you know some years ago but the friendship that we made with him immediately when we met him and the bond that we had because we did taekwondo um and we, we became the you know the best uh <laughs> the three musketeers as we used to call ourselves um and um yeah you know i, I miss him uh, to this day but that that friendship mm. was really important and all and also i would say you know for anybody listening to this We've sort of gone off track slightly, but anybody listen to this, the people that, you know, I competed against, you know, um, and we were on the floor together. And I'm still friends with those people, you know, and we still, you know, connect through Facebook and, you know, tell each other that they lost and we won and Beth <laughs> yeah. was biased and all that sort of stuff, but in a nice way, in a nice way, in a smiley way. And I say to people, listen, uh, and again, my students listen to this, don't worry about going to a tournament and winning or losing. Go there, okay. Enjoy it and make friends. Yeah, just keep doing it, and you'll love it. You know that 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 played through. If I, if I rewind back to back to my cycling days in my my late uh, mid teens to mid twenties, um, so there was a group of half a dozen of us that were unbelievably close. We we trained together, we raced together, we drank together, um, and we did absolutely everything together. And sadly. But eight nine years ago, we lo we lost one of our number, um, and 
everybody to a one came back together and mm. a few of us still talk on a very regular basis and sports or i guess anything you do regular other people in life but definitely sport creates unbelievable bonds because you go through things together um you know, we, we we follow some of us followed the tour de france through the alps one year and the following year 42 of us went on a training camp to mallorca and you know, yeah. we we re- we we rode hard every day. We drank hard every evening, and we never fell out. And we we came back stronger again. Uh, so sport sports got a, a a lot of good things for it. And you know, I, I totally believe that in my world, it's been cycling, it's been taekwondo, it's been running. And you know, the, the key thread through all through all the friendships is sport. Brilliant. So, I mean, sort of, sort of coming back to to you as, as an individual and the things you said. What so where 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 are, um, where do you go from here in the sense that you know set any apart from obviously but any any goals on, on what you'd like to yeah. do go, 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 goal number one is to get across the finish line tomorrow um, okay. Okay, I'll get across the start line first which I think will be I'll be okay get across yeah. the finish line tomorrow hoping to do around four hours 45 because we've got a yeah. 445 pacer in our wave um, beyond that part of me thinks that that's it um, although to be fair, I am already itching at doing another one. So um, I'll probably put an entry in for London again for next year, which I did for the, for this year, but I got knocked back. So I'll put in a London entry and a Manchester entry, and if I get them both, then I'll defer one of them. Um, I've got half an eye on doing an, an ultra marathon. Um, which is, and it's only half an eye, I have to say. Um, friend of mine on Good Friday, a couple of weeks ago, did Manchester to London, which is th- which was fifty miles. Yeah, uh, took him something like ten hours, forty minutes, and part of me wants to do it, but seeing the training regime that he's gone through, sort of thirty-five miles on a Saturday, fourteen on a Sunday, seven on a Monday, and that's that's a lot of commitment. Um, the biggest thing I found with marathon training, particularly in the final four or five weeks is time away from the family because you are going okay i've got to go and run 20 miles that's essentially three and a quarter ish hours something of that sort of order um and that's a long time to away from your family either saturday or sunday when time is precious because you've got a taekwondo event or you want to do something else it's a good half a day gone so uh if i'm going to do another marathon i'll do one a year i'd like to think i could do an ultra maybe not 50 miles yeah, um, 30, 35, although there is a nice 48 mile around uh, Windermere that goes twice a year. Yeah, um, yeah. The nice thing with that, you get 24 hours to do it. So there's no there's no major pressure to get around. I think I could probably do that just by walking it. But uh, so I, I don't know. Um, I think just getting across the finish line tomorrow is is the big one. But having come so far, providing it doesn't absolutely obliterate me tomorrow, which I don't think it will, I hope it won't, then... I may well do another one next year, and this will probably the first time that Tracy will hear it when she hears this podcast. But there we go. Well, I, I think I think um, you know, looking at the, uh, I think they call it the iceberg principle. When you see an iceberg, you know, and you only yeah. you see that, and then underneath is actually where most of it is. And I, I can sort of relate. I can relate to that because um, you know, again, the people that know me well will know that in tw- twenty eleven, you know, we did Lands Enter John O'Groats, the Puma Lands Enter John O'Groats thing, um, which was. Uh, uh, which was great because it was around uh, it was around my my fiftieth birthday and um, the hardest thing that I found and I'm saying this because what you mentioned there was actually although the actual thing was hard but the hardest thing was getting in the training mm. enough training to be able to do it because 
I was doing most of my training at home on a turbo trainer after nine o'clock in the evening when I'd finished right. training. So I'd, I'd do my class and then I'd come home and then I'd get two hours on a turbo trainer, which was, yeah. I remember being having a fan in my face as I was on this turbo trainer and thinking, why am I doing this? <laughs> that, 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 that was always something in my cycling days that I wanted to do was Land's End to John Groves. I ne- never, got, never got anywhere near doing it. Uh, we used to a lot of miles, a lot of training miles, racing miles, but I really, that really took my interest, but never actually quite got there. So uh, I'm envious of the fact that you've done it, I have to say. <laughs> you, 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 can, you can join, because I, 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 did, I did say, listen, I did say that I was going to do, I wanted to do, um, when my 60th birthday came along, I was going to do it the other way. I was going to do John O'Groats to Land's End, but uh, we were, uh, the, the world was in a different place. But yeah. uh, uh, I, I still, in, you know, that you've got half an eye on an ultra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got half an eye on doing that. Got- the, 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 the only issue is I sold my my road bike to Mr. Chadwick uh, about, oh, 18 months, about 18 months ago. He lives just up the road from me. Uh, oh. About 18 months ago for, for his daughter who's doing the triathlons. And it was, I, I wasn't using it. It was perfect size for her. So he, he, yeah, so I'll have to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to struggle. Oh, well, I, I, I've, I've sold mine as well. I sold it in 2020 when I moved house. Um, and I was a bit like thinking, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, do you know what? If 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 I need it, I'll get another one. But I don't know. I'll I'll see how I'll see how it goes. But I know I know what you mean because d- during that time when I was training for it, um, uh, it was really tough to actually get enough hours in. And I remember doing um, uh, doing a, a hundred miler, doing Bath to London. They they were doing a, a sportive. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll try that one and see see how it goes because I was sort of a third into my training, and I remember doing that thinking, oh my god. <laughs> And that's that actually along the A4, it's quite a flat route. It's not yeah. it's not hilly at all. I remember getting to London thinking, this is gonna be, what have I done? What have I done to myself? You know, I've, I've, I've been shouting my mouth off about what I'm going to do, and now I've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fair play to you. It was really, it was really tough. But but in, in, in saying that, um, I remember the elation when I got to, uh, <laughs> to oh. Donagot's thinking, I've done it. I've done it. I can't believe it. And um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can sort of um, relate to, you know, the, the marathon running and, and the running, um, you know, doing those. And also my eldest son is a, is a big runner. Um, yeah. done a lot of the major marathons around the world, actually. The only one he can't get into and found it, but has always found it difficult is London. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it literally is a lottery. That, that That's all there is to it. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that until I started. I just, it was a case of you put your entry and you get in. But, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's yeah. definitely not. I mean, what, what I will say as well, this is sort of going back to your situation. And I, I've had, I had a, a health problem myself. Um, had a um, really bad, I mean, I've still got a little bit of it, psoriasis on my skin. Okay. Um, and I remember when it got to, you know, it got to a stage where it was really bad. And I was really thinking, you know, thinking I can't carry on teaching mm-hmm. my class. So I was literally teaching in pain every night. Um, and it was really tough. But coming back from that, what I will say is that when you've had a health concern, you realize, and this is a ridiculous statement, but you realize how important your health is, yeah. uh, how it impacts everyone else around you, the people you love, your family, your kids. Um, because I always love to do things with my kids. And I remember, uh, I think we were playing football and I said, Oh, I, you know, I had to stop playing. I couldn't carry on playing. And that, that was the thing that hurt me the most. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't, I couldn't 
sort of play with my kids and do that because of this uh, skin condition. And I think when you have something like that and it affects your, your family, you know, your, your your partner and your kids, you think how important your health is. So, and even listening to this, <laughs> just bear that in mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I go go along with that hundred percent. And as I as I said earlier, having seen the look on um you know on on, on Ollie's face, that that's never ever going to happen again. Not if I can have anything to do about it. And you know, it, it does alter your mindset completely. Uh, I do find myself eating he- a lot healthier now. I mean, my diet when I was when I was at my peak of unfitness, shall we say, when I was on the road all the time was a lot of Burger Kings and McDonald's, you know, I would find myself at uh, London Gateway Services, the bottom of the M1, having a Burger King at sort of 10 past 10 at night before facing a two hour, 45 minute drive back, drive back to, to Stoke. Um, you know, and, and it was a, it was a, a Whopper and a, and a, and a Coke and, and an apple pie and chips and off, and off you go. And you look back now and I think, why, why did I do it? What, what an idiot. Um, I'm not, not saying I don't, we don't, partaking those sort of takeaways but not very often you know it, it's normally more the the early morning starts down to squad where we'll have a breakfast at the services that's that's a, that's pretty much as much as we do these days and it does make you refocus we in the last uh what since 2018 we've cooked a heck of a lot of stuff from fresh um, yeah you know again at high, i was having ding microwave meals and you all of a sudden you look at them and go how much salt, how much sugar, garbage is in is in them. Uh, and I was just guzzling them like going out of fashion. So life has to change and you have to take responsibility for for what goes into your body. Yeah. And that that's going to ultimately affect what 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 comes out the other end. So uh, you know, it, it's been a wake-up call for me on pretty much every level, if I'm really honest. Yeah. And that and I and I think, you know, when, when I've seen you at uh, events uh you 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 look alive <laughs> that sounds that sound, sounds strange but no you do you know you uh you, you your, your your face and your health and you look uh incredibly healthy and then and i think that's that's the thing as well is that you know you mentioned about the you know the the, the food aspect um i i when i'm teaching um particularly teaching the youngsters i i think it's more important for me this is me as an mm-hmm. individual i'm not you know, saying this for anyone else, but I think it's more important for me to say say to them, I'm in my 60s, I'm still doing this, uh, I'm fit and I'm healthy, and actually I can keep up with you. Um, and I tell them, I say, listen, don't, and I say to them, even if you stop Taekwondo, because, you know, it's not realistic to say they're all going to get to black belt. Mm-hmm. I said, look, you know, if you stop Taekwondo, you don't get to black belt. Don't stop doing these movements. Don't stop exercising. Okay. Yeah. Don't stop getting up in the morning, um, you know, and doing nothing uh, or, or, you know, do something, whatever it is. And I actually, to be honest, you know, I've lost students, um, youngsters, and I, I don't mind. I, I say to them, listen, don't, don't stop and do nothing. Find something, um, you know, football, cricket, rugby, whatever it is, something physical that you can do on a regular basis uh, weekly. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the advice I try and give them is that hopefully what you've learned from me is that, you know, you need to keep doing this for the rest of your life and enjoy it. And, and I think that's where, you know, particularly with from from my side with the running club, it's every Tuesday, it's every Thursday. So for me, it's a fixture in my it's a permanent fixture in my work and personal diary. So I don't work on a Tuesday night. I don't work on a Thursday night because it because it, it, it's running club. Um, and it's the same with Taekwondo classes, isn't it? Because 
The students have got particular days, evenings of the week, in our world, five evenings of the week where where yeah. where, where, where he goes to training. Um, but it, it, it's, it's being active all the time rather than standing on a street corner, sat there with a controller in your hand. Um, in, in, in a virtual world, you're actually out with friends doing something that's constructive, that's keeping you fit, keeping you sharp mentally. So I think having that focus and having timed slots let's call it in, in in a week where you have to be somewhere to do something i personally think it's worth its weight and gold because i know for me if it was left to me just go running whenever you want to yeah it's a little bit cold outside or it's wet i, I yeah. won't bother now actually i will go out when it's rain. i love running in the rain don't yeah. mind running the cold oh, yeah, yeah it, it get, we're, we're a bit of a microclimate here it does get pretty snowy it does get pretty cold in the winter and because i've got to go out Absolutely, I will go out and go meet the meet however many people are going to turn up, and we'll go for a five, six, seven mile run, um, and that that sort of thing. I think having that slot to go, um, the biggest test was fur was um, sorry was lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. club couldn't meet. I was on furlough for three months, but bizarrely, it was the best thing that could ever have happened because if you remember, we were allowed outside for exercise. Yeah. Okay, I'll go for a run. That yeah. might, three miles might be five miles, but I'll go for a run. And that happened every other day without fail because pretty much there was nothing else to do, but you could get out of the house and go for a run. So uh, for me, that that was a big thing for me because that that cemented my running life, as it were. Um, but I think on a week-by-week -week basis, absolutely, having a, having a slot to go to, whether it's football, whether it's taekwondo, whether it's basketball, whether it's running, don't care. It's a time slot to go out and go and do something. Yeah, and I, I think um, I mean we're sort of, sort of coming to, to the end here, but I think the other thing that I just want to say as well is that is that don't let um, uh, you know age or, or whatever anything be a barrier because I've I've just started an over sixties class. Uh, most uh, and they're all ladies actually, um, and they're all in their seventies. Uh, and I got one lady who is in their, her eighties, um, and I tell you the difference in two months. Mm. is amazing their strength the fact that they can hold a position that they couldn't hold eight weeks prior yeah. um, you know in that and they're literally skipping in my class now um they've they've you know and they <laughs> they keep saying oh you know, even even during the period we just had the holiday period so oh yeah yeah are you still doing the class said, yeah oh great oh I, I, you know I don't want to miss my class um but the other thing that I've noticed is that again they formed friendships as well already um you know and at the end of the class, you're going, oh, you come in next week. Oh, do you fancy a cup of coffee, you know, and stuff like mm. that. And they've immediately formed friendships because they're, mm. they're all in it together. And yeah. I tell you what, they're absolutely loving it. And the best thing is, is, is what I see with them. I look at them and think, wow, the difference that I'm making. And that makes me feel good as well. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and so you should. I remember seeing those ladies, if it's the same one we're talking about, at the presentation evening. Um, what oh, a fantastic yeah. group of ladies they 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 came across us it has to be said and you know it was it was hats off to them round of applause fair play you know if if i'm still doing something at their age i'll be i'll be a happy bunny it has to be said yeah no no it's great well hey listen i, I want to we're, we're sort of coming to the end but i i, I sincerely want to thank you for this um and uh perhaps we can um just before you go we can we can talk afterwards i like to uh sort of sort of talk a little bit again just off of sure. audio but uh, i just want to say uh, thank you very much uh, for agreeing to do this. I hope that those that are listening, um, you know, take something from this in the sense that, you know, look after your health, 
look after your health because your health is so important. Um, and if you have got a, a health problem, time to start to fix it is now, is get doing it now. Uh, there are so many things out there. You know, you don't have to do martial arts. You, you don't have to run. You don't have to cycle. You know, you can skip. You can go on a trampoline. Um, you know, you can lift some weights. Um, or, you know, literally the best thing is you can go out and walk, as you mentioned, um, which doesn't take any, uh, doesn't cost. Um, you know, you, you can get out there and in normal clothing after our sports clothing you can just go and walk and enjoy the um you know the scenery out there as well but um i just want to say thank you really for uh taking the time to do this and um, i'm sure a lot of people appreciate it okay that, that, thank you for asking me really really appreciate it. it's been good to talk um yeah and, and if anybody takes anything and takes up walking sport running whatever the case might be then absolutely it's been worthwhile but i'm a as you can hopefully tell i'm a decent advocate for it, it has to be said well thank you very much uh this is me signing off from uh my living martial arts podcast thank you again to to mark Payne, and hopefully i'll catch up with you soon on the podcast or at one of the puma events thank you